Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Daisy Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Anybody feel the presence of God this morning as you were worshiping? Seven of you did. How about the rest of you? I'm just, I, I kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed at the moment. How many of you were here last week? Sandy, I'm, I may need your help on this. You were, raise your hand again. Sorry, I was distracted myself. How many of you felt like you got really touched by God last week? A bunch of you. I'd like, um, let me choose a couple. Cynthia, would you mind coming up here real quick? Everybody bless her just a little bit, will ya? Here, I'll hold this. I'm going to keep this away from you a little bit. Just you got, you may have to turn it up. Hey, what happened? I mean, what, what the Lord do in you? Can you tell us real? Yeah, definitely. Um, the Lord healed me. I always carry a lot of sadness in my life and last week, um, he basically told me that he loved me and that the enemy has always been trying to attack me. And it's true, he has. And I just felt healed. And it was such a great feeling because it was, it was, I felt so worn out at the end, but it was happening in the week. And I want to thank you so much for all of you that were part of it and that helped me with that feeling. Thank you so much. Yeah, so God really touched you. He sure did. And, and- feel his presence more than ever. So you felt a lot of sadness. And and how do you feel now? What's happened since last week? How- I feel so relieved from all the burden that I have been carrying from my childhood, basically. Wow. And now I feel, yeah, definitely glory to God because now he, I... Whenever I would pray, I would always see darkness. I could never see the light that everybody would experience. I wouldn't. And I felt like maybe I wasn't worthy of God. But last week, he did tell me that I was, and he loved me. Wow. Yay, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Cynthia, so much. Blue, would you mind coming up and sharing? You raised your hand. Come on up here. I, I, I'd like you to come up here so folks at home can see. Listen, it's important for us to say what God has done in our lives. You guys, if you haven't met him, this is Blue. Um, I'm going to hold this out away from you. A little. I'll, I'll hang on to it. Thanks. <laughs> Control freak. Come on. Anyway, what? so last week was your first time here. Yes. Yeah. So how did you feel? What did God do in your life? I'm not known as a man of a few words, but I only got a couple of words. One of them is El Fuego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For all my Espanol friends here, and then fire. That's all. Yeah. So you felt the fire of the presence of yes. God, and 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 I felt touched. touched. Yeah. I like the word about the island misfit toys. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm misfit toy number, I don't know, whichever one <laughs> I end up being. But 
Yeah, so I, 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 I was really blessed and really touched. And uh, thank God for his mercy and his grace. Amen. So even though, let me ask you a different question, even though you felt like a misfit toy, and, and I know a lot of anybody else feel like that really hit home with you. Did it feel like maybe in, in that, as that word came out, did it feel like you were in a place where you actually fit? Uh, yes, I mean, in, not just here, but in other places in my life, too. And uh, so uh, he also kind of confirmed to me that uh, that there's a purpose. Uh, there's, a, there's a calling, and, and, and you're here, and you want to be here. But we just don't jump from here to here. We have a process. Yeah. You can't skip that process. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. not it's it, it, it's not like a science where you go to school and you learn that's gifts and talents, but gifts and talents don't don't get you from here to here. Character is what gets you from here to here. And the Lord told me, just take one step at a time and go through the process and and trust me along the way. Everything is going to be cool. Amen. So okay, one more. Yay, Jesus. Okay, I want to I want to ask you one more question. And maybe some of you could raise your hand and testify this. I don't believe being a Christian is blind faith. I believe it that for us to really have true faith, it takes personal experience with a living God. Amen. Would you, would you say that that's what in at least in some regards that's what you Amen. had last well, week? Well, the just live by faith and uh but what do the just do? The just live. We live. The yeah. just live by faith. But what's the first thing we do? We live. Yeah. And, and oh, oh, do we live. Yay. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, but we're still, at the end of the day, we're still in his lap. Amen. Dad's got us. Dad's got us. He loves us. All right. Thank you, Blue. I appreciate it. You may need that in a minute. Gosh, God was God is so good. And and I before I get I, I am just like so I feel so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit right now. But I, I want to talk to you about something that is going on in the world around us. A couple of things. First, we still have the whole coronavirus thing going around and just because I want everybody to know, we I found out right before service, we had someone attend a, a, a new person last week that did during the week this week test positive. So um, I just want everybody to, you know, be careful, follow some good guidelines and, you know, do if you can do hand sanitizer, do that. If you feel to wear a mask, definitely do that. We want everybody to be as safe as we possibly can. But I think it's important for us to still meet. You know, I think this is a need we have in life, whether it's online or whether it's here. I just want to be up front with everybody and uh, God's moving. So here, let me pray over all of us. How's that? Father, in Jesus name, can you lift a hand with me or two? Keep your people safe. Lord, the enemy would want to release um, death and destruction but you pour out life abundantly. So we just thank you for life abundantly.
We ask you, Lord, that you would keep our gatherings safe. And this, this young lady that tested positive, heal her quickly. And, and uh, thank you. Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name because you're faithful. Amen. Last week I spoke uh, about the day of Pentecost, which last Sunday we celebrated. It is the day of, um, it's the birthday of the church. It's 50 days after Passover. So it's 50 days after Jesus was sacrificed and uh, rose from the dead victorious. Yeah, good news. I love to say this. Your sins were not good enough to keep Jesus dead. You are not that good a sinner and neither is anyone else. He rose victorious over everything that would separate us from God. So now we're not just counting on being good enough on our own. We're counting on God who is good enough for us. Yeah? And now He's made us holy. But as I spoke about last week about the day of Pentecost, the incarnation... The sacrifice on the cross of Jesus Christ. The resurrection from the dead. The ascension to heaven was about something else. We've got to get this in our mind. We're grateful and we celebrate all those things. But it was for a purpose. Jesus in Acts chapter 1. I'm going to kind of start where I started last week and uh, cover a little bit of the same ground. Jesus said, um, I'll just read it, verse 4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with a Holy Spirit. Verse 8, and he says this about that baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. There is a power that is that that comes through the presence of God in our lives that the Lord has released. And it was the purpose. Listen to me. It was the purpose. Of all that Jesus did. It was the point. It's not a Christian option. You know, like you get you buy a car, you know, buy a new car. Oh, I want the upgraded stereo. You know, I want the, you know, I want the, the upgraded paint job. And or I want the, the fancy wheels. You know, it's there, those are options. I, I want to propose to us. That in the society that we live in right now, think about the problems and the difficulties with me, will you? Let's just acknowledge for a moment our nation is in upheaval. Let's acknowledge that there there is gross injustice and racism that happens. I'm going to revisit that in a minute. And I want to propose to you that the church without the power is powerless to change the society around us. The church without the power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I'm going to say it again, 
You're going to know my opinion by the time you go out of here today. The point of everything that Jesus did was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is the reason. Because God wanted to make humanity fit to indwell again. So, we here we are in the year 2020. Some of us, you know, if I keep going the way I'm going, you're, some of us might be sitting there thinking, oh, he's going to go weird on us. He's going to be one of those Pentecostals. And they, you know they do weird things, Vaughn. They might just flop on the floor. They might just roll around and do God knows what. I want to invite you to throw your opinions out. Because if they're keeping you from the power of God, then you're cheating yourself and everyone around you. I love um, one of my favorite ministers. His name is, he's a British guy named Nicky Gumbel. He started the Alpha program, which many use. Fantastic. We're talking about, uh, we've used it in the past. We're talking about using it again in the future. Nicky Gumbel says this about the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, when we receive Christ, we do indeed become saved. We receive, and it's, he said, it's like an old gas stove. Any of you ever have a gas stove? And it's got the little pilot light in there. He says, a fire of the presence of God is there with you. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like turning, yeah, turning the knob. And what happens? You turn it and it goes, whoosh. I want us to walk in the whoosh of the Holy Spirit. I want you to just go whoosh all over the world around you. I want you and me to be the fire of the presence of God on the earth around us. Because ultimately, what did Jesus just say he wants to do? He wants to affect the world. What did he say? And you will receive power. Say it with me. Power. Okay, let's go with authority too. You will receive power. Let me say it another way and see if you agree. You might receive power. Maybe. If you're good enough, if you work it out, you know, and you try your hardest. Hey, that's not what he said. He said you will. Anybody believe Jesus? Anybody Christians in here? Any Christians in here? Do you believe Jesus? I want to I want to invite you to consider something with me. Do we look like whoosh? Or do we look like pilot light? I, I, I'm not here to I'm not the kind of preacher that I want to just put the heavy thumb down and you're wrong and you're bad and it's like Quite the opposite. I want to talk about what's available to us so we all go, oh, we can have that. I want that. I want that. See, if Jesus wanted us to be filled with fire and power, who are we to say it's not important? Come on. 
If he said we need that, I think it's it's important for us to lay aside our preconceived notions on what them Pentecostals or those charismatic weirdos do. You know, here's a thought. I don't care what he does with me. I don't care anymore if someone thinks I'm weird. People have thought I was weird my whole life. I'm used to it. I'm utterly used to it. I embrace it. Embrace your weird. What happened at the birth of the church? Holy Spirit, wind, a, a, a sound of a wind so loud came up that it attracted the attention of everyone around them, right? The sound of heaven broke into the here and now and got the attention of humanity. And all of a sudden, a pillar of fire, it says in chapter 2 of the book of Acts, a pillar of fire showed up. Let's talk about the pillar of fire real quick. Have you noticed that anywhere else in Scripture? Leading the, the children of Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea. The pillar of fire, not a pillar of fire, the pillar of fire. The very presence of the living God, just like all through scriptures, the same pillar of fire. Remember, Abraham made a sacrifice and laid the sacrifice out in this fire. Pillar of fire showed up and, and went between the, and consumed it. Same pillar of fire fell from heaven on Elijah's sacrifice. What does God want to do with humanity? He doesn't want it to merely be something we observe. He wants it to be in us. In all those stories, not once did the fire hit and enter the people. Jesus wants His very fire in us. He doesn't want us to merely get through life. He wants you to burn with His presence. He wants us to have a power that's above and beyond anything we can muster on our own. Yeah? And it's available. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will. And we cannot accomplish the things that the Lord wants to accomplish. Listen. I'm 62 years old now and I suddenly realize I don't have too long left. You know, I'm on the downward slope. Vaughn says, yeah, I've been there for a while. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter if you're six years old or 62 or even more so, we have a couple of people that are a bit beyond that in this room. It doesn't matter. This life is very, very short and eternity is very, very long. We have a life to give our Lord and, and it count for something here. It count for eternity. And we're going to have to have the power of God moving. I said I would come back to this issue of racism. On the day of Pentecost, 
the wind, the sound of heaven broke in, the, the, the visage of fire came out and it began to separate. And the word there, is, it, it says the, the people were filled with the Holy Spirit. That word actually means engulfed inside and out. Engulfed inside and out. This is available to us. I don't know that it'll come to us exactly like it happened then. History says it comes in all kinds of ways. All I know, my brothers and sisters, is I want a fire on us. And I want our lives to count for something that's eternal. Not just temporal. And it's going to take more than you are. It's going to take more than I am. It's going to take more than merely charisma. It's going to take more than great management. It's going to take more than we can muster no matter how much we try. We have to have the power. We are fitted and made for the power. The point of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the resurrection from the dead, the ascension back to heaven was so that He could pour out the power through His Holy Spirit on His people. And the goal is to rescue humanity. There isn't another goal. This, is, this isn't a good thing in life. This is the good thing. This is the thing that makes life meaningful. In the crowd that day, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, there were people, if you go through that whole list, there were people from Europe there. There were people from Africa there. There was people from all over the Near East there. There was people from the Far East there. It literally goes through and names people group from all over that region, that part of the world were there that day and witnessed what happened. Many of them mocked what happened. I'm going to tell you, until we're good and mocked, I don't think we're walking in the power. You know, I was involved in the early part of the Vineyard Church and periodically the Holy Spirit would move with power and, the, and, and much of the church would would point the finger at the vineyard and say, oh, see, they're a cult. Hey, I don't think we're getting anywhere until someone labels us a cult. I mean, oh, they're a cult. Look, they're doing weird things. We made it. Don't get me wrong. Okay, for those of you at home, we're not shooting to be a cult. That's not the goal. Just want to comfort you there. I want to keep the best Bible-based doctrine that we can possibly have. But when the power moves, the accusations come. And all these people are witnessing something. They're saying, we hear, listen to me, we hear these Galileans, they recognize the accent, they recognize the clothes, these Galileans are speaking in our own languages. How is this happening? But the the kicker is, what were they saying when they were speaking? They're glorifying God. Our goal is to bring the worship of the living God to every people group in the world. And He's provided the fire for us to be able to do it. If we want it. What happened then? Peter gets up and he quotes some very pertinent scriptures. 
He talks about the power. He talks about us being sons and daughters of God that are full of revelation. That's what he, he's quoting verses from Joel. Full of prophetic words. Full of dreams given from God. Full of inbreaking of the presence of God. You know what happens when God starts talking to you and He starts revealing things to you? He starts releasing the power to accomplish it with it. God, where God guides, He provides. Oh, how are we going to do this? Do what God says, it's already covered. That's all we got to do. But in all those things happening, He's speaking. God's granting miraculous gifts of language to people. Here's, Here's just a little side note on this. Don't be afraid of the gift of tongues. You should want it. It's beautiful. Oh, but it's weird. No, it's not. Weird in an earthly sense, in a heavenly sense, it's normal. This is normal Christian life. Having the gift of tongues is getting is, is, is literally getting to say everything your heart has yearned to say to God, but your words, your own words couldn't take you there. That was worth the price of admission, by the way. Am I preaching or what? <laughs> That's the truth. You should want every gift that God... If God's handing out presents, why would you not want one? Get over, get over your bad self. Ask for it. And in that preaching, what happened? 3,000 of those people from all over the world got saved. 3,000 got saved over a pack of people lit on fire, sounding like a hurricane, and speaking in tongues. If that's weird, sign me up. Sign me up. By the way, just so you know, when Jesus does church, that's what it looks like. Oh, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. You might check your theology on that one. Not exactly scriptural. He's God and He does what He wants. I'll grant you, He is very kind and gentle sometimes. Maybe most of the time. And on occasion, not so much. Not so much. So then what happened? 3,000 people get saved. And the very next thing is all these 3,000 people plus however it says in, in chapter 1, 120-ish. I'm, a, I, I, I'm sure there was more than that. They all start coming together. They all start worshiping and celebrating the living Lord together. They all start... They were more, listen to me, they were more interested in what God was doing among them and through them than they were about their own finances. Read it. They cared less about their own financial security and more about the presence of God among them. You know, when when the Lord breaks in, And the power breaks out. It's always amazing to me how little people care about the baggage they used to carry around. You know, watch. I I use this example a lot, but it's the truth. Some of you have experienced this. When the Holy Spirit hits a pack of teenagers, 
What's the first thing they do after, after that? They start hugging one another and asking for forgiveness. They're, they're, they're kids. They're more open than adults. They, oh, I'm so sorry. I was mean to you and I gossiped about you. And you know, have you ever seen that? Anybody ever been there? You know what I'm talking is true. When the presence of God is moving and the power is moving, people become willing to let go of their junk. And when someone around them has a need, the love, the, the fire that's burning in their heart just says, I have to do something about this. And when people gather to just do another church service, none of that happens. I'm not down for that. So I'm going to end by talking about one last thing. I'm going a little long. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. <laughs> Sandy, I'm going to need your help. Anybody here ever, excuse me. Anybody here ever work in a restaurant as a server before? Okay, stand up, Heather. Dean, stand up. Just stand up. I just want maybe three people. Who else? Okay, I see you, but I, I'm going to... She's a young lady back there. Stand up, Tasha. Okay, Sandy, would you go over to Tasha first? And I want to ask a couple of questions. Those of you that are online, we're going to have this on the uh, mic, and you can hear what's going on. Um, Tasha, I'm going to ask you all the same questions, so you better you know prepare yourselves. We'll go real quick. Okay, so as a server, oh yeah, by the way, the title used to be waiter. Okay, we are waitress. Okay, in chapter one of, of um, the book of Acts, Jesus says to them, he, he gives them one direction. I'm going to talk about the one direction. He says, wait in Jerusalem until the power comes on you. And I want to teach all of us. You want to do something about what I'm saying today? Let's talk about waiting on the Lord. Waiting is not an inactive thing. Waiting is not sitting there doing nothing. Waiting on God is a very active, very powerful activity. And we want to talk about it. But you've been a waitress before. If you wanted a good tip, can you real real quick tell me the kinds of things that you would do to get a good tip? Um, definitely remember your regulars and what they ordered. Maybe make a note of it. And... Uh have their drink and everything prepared prior to them coming. Just care about what they want. Make them so a priority. you actually give your attention to what that person likes and wants. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's a powerful one. Oh, thank you, Tasha. Let's, let's talk to Dean real quick. Sandy will get around to you over here. Okay, Dean. If when you're working as a as a server or a waiter yeah. and you wanted to really do a good job with some someone that's sitting at a table that's yours, what would you do? Personality, memorizing the people's names, the orders, memorizing the orders, not even writing it down and and being accurate when you bring when you uh, when you bring it to their table. Yeah. Okay. So once again, you're remembering the kinds of things you're, you're, the people like. You're remembering names. 
you're, you're personal. It becomes personal. Yeah, right down to the glass of wine. Right oh, down to the glass of, what did you say, water? Wine. Wine. Oh, you even remember. Oh, yeah. Let's do some communion on that one. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> Thank you. And up here we have Heather. And Heather's worked as a waitress before or a server. Heather, um, what kind of attention would you give? You're, you're waiting that table. What kind of attention would you give towards the people who were at a table that was yours? I was going to say anticipation, like knowing what they need before they have to ask. Okay. Yeah. And did you pay attention to their table? I mean, do you watch Mm -hmm. it? Yes. Why did you watch the table? Why? Yeah. Why why did you watch? Um, Well, because they're there to be served. Mm -hmm. That's our job. And you're there to, what else? Like meet their desires as far as what they want. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're worried about what I'm asking. I know. I'm a little scared of you. (laughs) Yeah. But would you watch their table to see what they needed and be there if they seem to want something else? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So. Heather, would you say that waiting can be an extremely active thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to end on this thought. I believe as the people of God that if what I'm saying about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the power is something that we not only want, but maybe yearn for. Yeah? I always, I like to say this, you can't earn the things of God, but you can yearn for them. If we as a people will turn our attention to yearn for more, to deeply and honestly want it enough to where we take the moments of our day and our life to just Wait on God. Lord, here I am. What do you want? How can I serve you? How can I just love on you? In those moments of waiting, we begin to, we begin learning how to put aside the busyness of our minds. How many of you know you've got to learn how to do that? And you've got to do it on purpose. That we begin hearing God and He changes us from the inside out. But in those moments of saying, Lord, there's more and I want it. God begins to move. And I believe it's an accumulative effect. That as as we as a people begin yearning for more of God. As we begin yearning for the fire and the power that the Lord wants us to have, I believe He arises and acts on our faith. See, waiting on God is an act of faith. That there's more and I want it, and I know His answer is already yes. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.